This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, April 6th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Vilsack details CRP fallout. Mexican president pressed on biotech and EPA reaching out on ag runoff. Farmers pull land out of CRP. Looks like the Conservation Reserve Program is going to take a cut in acreage this fall because of soaring commodity prices. During a call with reporters from Mexico yesterday, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack provided some fresh numbers on the general sign-up that ended last month. He says that only 1.8 million of the 4 million acres and expiring contracts will be re-enrolled in the program and that there will be only about 800,000 acres in new contracts. That would be a net loss of about 1.4 million general sign-up acres. We got a few new contracts, but nowhere near the number of contracts that did not re-up, Vilsack said. He also said the numbers prove there was no reason for him to open the CRP to emergency cropping. The market basically responds to signals and farmers make the decision, he said. Now keep in mind, these enrollment numbers are a blow to the administration's effort to use CRP as a tool to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. About 22 million acres are currently enrolled in CRP, well below the current cap of 25.5 million. The limit rises to 27 million acres in October. Vilsack, wide-ranging talk with Mexican president. Secretary Vilsack doesn't have a breakthrough to show for it, but he says he used the meeting with Mexico's president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, yesterday to make a case for approving biotech crop traits. Vilsack said the meeting was originally scheduled for an hour, but expanded to two hours. The wide-ranging discussion included agriculture, labor constraints, and the impact of the war in Ukraine, Vilsack said. In a very frank discussion about the biotech issue, Vilsack said he pressed the importance of biotechnology to agricultural productivity. Keeping Capitol Hill wild. The Capitol grounds were astir yesterday with several reports from Capitol Police of people being bitten by a fox. In an alert to Hill staff, the police said there were, quote, possibly several fox dens on Capitol grounds. Politico ag reporter Hemeya Bostillo posted on Twitter she was bitten from behind by a fox while she was walking on the Capitol grounds. I didn't even see it. I'm from Idaho. I know to not try to pet it. Shortly after she posted her experience, Capitol Police reported capturing the fox. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. 
EPA expanding outreach to ag on nutrient runoff. The Environmental Protection Agency wants to strengthen partnerships with USDA, states, tribes, and community groups to reduce the flow of excess nutrients into the nation's waters. In a policy memo issued yesterday, EPA Assistant Administrator for Water, Radeka Fox, said EPA is, quote, urging states to include numeric criteria in their water quality standards. Despite EPA's continued advocacy for the adoption of numeric criteria since 1998, many states have not yet done so, Fox said. The memo says EPA plans to expand engagements with agricultural stakeholders and highlight their successes. One avenue will be new quarterly roundtables with ag groups and continuation of existing forums, including the Office of Wastewater Management's Animal Agriculture Discussion Group. Fox also said EPA would explore opportunities, quote, to help states track and account for the adoption of agricultural conservation practices, conservation planning, and technical assistance as they implement nutrient strategies, total maximum daily loads, and watershed-based plans. Labor Secretary pledges enforcement on wage rules. Labor Department is hosting a three-day virtual seminar called Nourishing Equity and Cultivating Compliance that continues through Thursday. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh told 1,500 attendees yesterday that too many workers are still vulnerable to exploitation and wage theft. He said the Wage and Hour Division conducted more than 1,000 investigations and recovered over $8 million in back wages for more than 10,000 ag workers in fiscal 21. We are here to provide education and information and enforce the law. And when compliance improves, everyone benefits, he said. Biden asked to revoke aquaculture executive order. Environmental groups, fishing businesses, and small farmers are among those calling on the Biden administration to revoke a Trump-era executive order promoting aquaculture. The May 2020 order, quote, pushes agencies to streamline and expedite permitting processes for fish farming operations with little public and congressional oversight. They say in a letter to Biden and relevant federal officials, including Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo and Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, industrial offshore fish farms would uh, contaminate our marine waters with drugs, chemicals, and untreated waste while creating breeding ground for pests and disease, according to the letter that is dated today. By the way... The executive order called for an update to the 1983 National Aquaculture Development Plan. The Subcommittee on Aquaculture, which operates under the auspices of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, recently sought comments on that particular update. Thompson urges scaling up centralized digesters for renewable gas. The top Republican of the House Ag Committee says smaller dairy farms should be able to take part in centralized anaerobic digesters, devices used to turn manure into renewable energy. In an exchange with Jay McKenna, CEO of the clean gasoline company Nasiro, Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson said digesters work well for large farms. But McKenna, whose company uses biogas to produce motor fuel, warned the cost of the technology may be out of the reach for smaller farmers. 
Thompson says digesters could be provided by a company or cooperative for numerous farms to use. Thompson said one facility could serve 30 or 40 farms in his Pennsylvania district. Here's today's He Said It. Whoever thought we'd see a revenue stream off the manure, which is great for American farmers, but it's great for energy production as well. Those comments by House Ag Ranking member Glenn G.T. Thompson. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 6th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.